been reading through the Psalms. Um, I tend to do that. I read through the Psalms, and when I finish, I read them through again, because I find they're so honest and real and raw. Um, I think, well, if the Psalmist can write like that, then I can afford to pray like that. God's not going to be shocked. But one of the things I notice in the Psalms is that um, they often recount the times when they're going through difficulty and they forget that God is good. And more often than not, it comes around to that at the end. Um, So again and again, they're recounting the history of Israel, that God did all this, an exhortation to remember, but they forgot. If you read the Psalms sort of 71 through to 78 or somewhere like that, you'll see again and again and again these reminders that they just didn't forget. They, They forgot or forgot to be thankful for the goodness of God. And that's what this table is about. It's a strange ceremony. I, I struggle with it, I have to say, because I think originally it was around a meal. Um, it had a, masses of meaning for the people who were doing it in the early church because it was a Passover meal. And they did it regularly to remember the fleeing out of Egypt. And there was huge history behind it. And we've turned it into a kind of take a little bit of bread and dip it into a bit of juice. And I think we've lost its meaning. But what I do want us to do today is to remember what this is actually meant to be representing. It's representing that Jesus Christ has delivered us. There's a freedom in him. Um, It's interesting that on that road to Emmaus story, it says they were walking along, these two disciples, after the crucifixion, They'd been talked that Jesus had risen, but they hadn't seen him. And they were just talking about it. And then Jesus drew alongside them, it says. But they didn't recognize who he was. Or it says their eyes were blind to see who he was. And he talked with them about all that had happened. And something in them began to stir. What's all this about? But I was intrigued by that um, account And the word they used, their eyes, their sight was held back. (laughs) So they couldn't see. And I thought, well, how funny that God should hold them back from seeing. I thought, it wasn't God holding them back from seeing. It was something else was stopping them seeing that this was Jesus, that he was with them, and that he'd risen from the dead, and he really had done what he said he was going to do. And it's a word that's used lots of times in different contexts, but it's, Other times it's used, for example, when it talks about um, holding the tradition of your fathers. And the Pharisees held their tradition so tight that they rejected who Jesus was. And it's used in Revelation where it talks about holding the doctrine of the Nicolaitans and Balaam. And somehow we can hold things so we can't see. (laughs) Traditions, doctrines. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's just that we can't believe that God can do that. But it can blind us. And their eyes were opened when they broke bread. And I suppose that's my prayer today. Although it's a different time of service, a bit reflective. I want our eyes to be opened. That there's deliverance. And to remember in doing this, strange as it may seem, that there was a day, 2,000 odd years ago, 
when Jesus enacted this meal called the Passover, which was about the slaying of a lamb for deliverance from slavery. And he took that very ceremony, that special, historic, deeply meaningful meal, and he said, this is my body, this is my blood. You're free. Remember, you're free. So in taking this now, I want us to do that. Quietly, (laughs) remember Jesus Christ died for you. It doesn't matter how rotten you feel you are. He died for you. Not only that, but he rose again from the dead to prove that what he did has power to transform. So he did. He took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. (laughs) For you. And likewise, he took the cup, which was wine then. This is juice, sorry. But it's crushed grape, okay? Crushed grape. He said, this is my blood shed for you. So you can have your sins forgiven. Hallelujah. So in your own time, I'd like you to come up and take some bread, if you want to, and say, I receive this. Open my eyes, God, where I've been blinded through my disappointment, through not knowing where you are, through whatever it is, through my tradition, <laughs> through the way I've always done things. There's a shocking scripture in John where it says this about the the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council together because Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. A circling of eagles, (laughs) vultures. And they said, what shall we do? For this man, Jesus, works many signs. They acknowledge that. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. The Romans will come. And take away both our place and our nation. Isn't that shocking? It's not about their place and their nation. It's about God. So when you come to this, there's a laying down of yourself. They're saying, this isn't just about me. This is about God and his kingdom. And he's died for me. Then I can lay my life down for him too. So it's a two-way exchange in this meal. It's a meal, it's food, it's sharing.